You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Chester. With me, not as always, rarely these days, with me today is Akiva Wieneker. Wheels, how's it rolling? No, I'm always here. Let's say you're, you're like a guest. You who missed shows the last couple of episodes. You missed now. the Vikings uh, episode, and which was pure gold. I, I, I haven't heard a, a single positive feedback or negative <laughs> feedback, to be fair. I haven't heard. Did any you see my fiery tweets today? I forgot to share all those uh, golden nuggets on the podcast. I feel like it's a really dorky thing to say. Have you seen my fiery <laughs> tweets? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's socially acceptable. I and you, I I didn't get it. Like I didn't get anything back. I I trashed the Minnesota Vikings in a tweet. Got some traction. Nothing from you. Yeah. So. Oh, I was telling you. So uh, I, oh, I started telling you this offline. So I deleted a whole bunch of tweets um, mm-hmm. on Friday. And um, yeah, it's funny because stuff. I, yeah. <laughs> no, the tweets I, I literally every single tweet I deleted, and you know, which is not true for most of my tweets, especially from 2013 and 2014, had like a couple of likes minimum. And some of them had like six or seven, which makes me think that there's people who've gone back in my archives searching for a specific person's name just to like all my tweets. No, not happen. It probably didn't. It was probably bots. No, no, no. Because it was it was a couple of people we knew actually. Because I noticed at a certain point, I'm like, why do these all have so many likes? And then I checked. Oh, this is like an incredibly boring story when we should be talking about the most right, interesting well, team in the NFL. Okay, uh, the most inter- oh, so we're here to talk about the Jets today, your beloved team. Normally, we do a four-way pod with Obsinetsky uh, and Harold Rosengarten. Harold, our, mm-hmm. our soccer expert, of our movie expert. Harold has had some technical difficulties. Yeah, he was in the chat. We couldn't hear him like eight different times. So, Harold, yeah. you're on your own. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I loved uh, one of the previews I read for the Jets. This is how it started. One problem for the Jets last season was their inability to hold on to leads coupled with their inability to mount comebacks. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it seems more like a symptom than a pro- Like, you know, it's, it's been a problem. Like, the problem was their lack of good players. Have we introduced yeah. our guest yet, though? No, not yeah, at all. Oh, hey, Welcome guys. Back off. How you doing? <laughs> Glad to be How here. many movies have you seen in 2018 so far? We, you better be prepping for that podcast. Um, I'm at about 40 as of now. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm on a good pace. Is it looking like a good year for the cinema? Uh, it's okay. Um, there's... It's hard to tell. The good stuff hasn't come out yet. Yeah, right? I mean, there's been a, you know, a handful of things I really like. Uh, a lot of stuff that was pretty mediocre, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, now I wanted to go. Hold I wanted on. to go like wanna, player I, I need, for player with him. I need an expert's him. opinion. Um, my wife and I were going to go see a movie tonight. I think we're going to go see a movie tomorrow at this like mm. fancy, special little like living room type theater. Which one should we see of the following options? Leave No Trace, Puzzle, no. Don't know the about Queen, it. and Custody. 
I don't. I could you go to one and she go to the other one? Yeah, I don't know anything about the <laughs> last better. three you said, which is not a good sign if I don't know anything about them. Okay, so I was uh, gonna go to Puzzle. Puzzle has really good reviews. That's a that's like a very scary horror movie. Maybe I'm just making this up. No, no, no. Uh, no. I'm not sure. No. Can you go see Black Klansman? That's not showing at this theater. Uh, I do want to see it. It's that. really good. At this theater. Yeah. Um, all right. I think it's pronounced Let's, like um, Black Klansman. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. There's an extra. There's an extra K in there for some reason. Yeah. All right. Listen, guys. I, I have work to do, so I'm going to drop off this podcast. I'm going to let you idiots talk about the Jets. I'm just here for mm-hmm. the games. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do all it. Right, so we're going to play a game. We're going. You know, I thought Harold would have uh, made this a little more interesting. I think. I think. No offense, Al. I think Akiva's going to win this in a runaway. But. Um, so I uh, I recently went through and I was tabulating the uh, you know I was looking since 1960 which is the year of the Jets first year of the Jets existence and you know sort of the, the year of many teams existences because it was found in the AFL how many starting quarterbacks each team has had and like in other words a primary starter like the guy who started at least you know half the games if not more in a given season mm-hmm. so the Jets have had 24 starting quarterbacks in that time okay you, I, the problem is you've played with this with me offline no I haven't. You've, yes, no, you I, have. I played a di- I played a different version of this. Uh, okay, so who's the, I asked you to guess who's the one team that has started has had more starting quarterbacks in the Jets since nineteen sixty. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns. No, so the Browns are tied with the Jets this uh, at twenty four, um, as are the Cardinals. One team is at twenty five. It's a team that's won that's, that's won the Super Bowl. They yeah, Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. No, no, they have very few. The Chicago Bears. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so the Bears have 25. Now, the Browns and Cardinals are certainly going to tie the Bears this year because, you know, no matter who, whether it's Terod Taylor or, or, or Sam Bradford or the rookies in both cases, that's a new quarterback. And the Jets, if they're smart, it will be, they will tie Chicago as well because, you know, they'll be starting uh, Darnold and the, and, the, and the Bears hopefully are starting Mitchell Trubisky, so they won't be at 25. So what we're going to play, we're going to play a game. You guys are going to go back and forth, and you're going to give me a name of a Jets starting quarterback, and we'll see which one of you can uh, get more. All right. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I, so, Av, you're the guest. It's 3.30 in the morning. I don't, I don't expect to win this game, but we'll see. Um, I'll go with Josh McCown. By the way, I just realized how much of a moron I am. I don't know how this error happened. Why did you just realize? I, I can't count. The Jets only have 23, which is good. We won't have a tie. Okay, excellent. I don't think we were going to have a tie anyway. I'll go with Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Uh, Geno Smith. Mark Sanchez. Neil O'Donnell. Good one, good one. Brett Favre. Uh, Chad Pennington. Vinny Testaverde. Browning Nagel. Can I ask if he said one already or that part of the game? If I... Yeah, I guess you can, but I've already That's lost fine. track of who was said. Right. So yeah, I'm keeping track. Uh, Ken O'Brien. Um, Al Doro. Thanks. All right, thank you for using that one. Uh, Joe, we just discussed Joe it. Namath. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Richard Todd. That was like the only one I knew left. Um, let's think. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, uh, Boomer Esiason. There's a couple from last decade. So there are some that I know that they were on the team, but you're you're you specify that they had to play the majority in a season. So yeah, that they kind had to of... be like the leading pass, leading passer by what? Passing yards? Game started. Oh, just by game started. Okay. All right, I'll guess Kellen Clemens. No, strike one. Oh, there strikes. <laughs> yeah, three strikes. I didn't know there strikes. Uh, has has uh, Sanchez been said? Yes. O'Brien's been said. Yeah. Pennington. Yeah. Testaverde. 
Yeah. Um, has um, a wood been said? What's his first name? Oh, I know one. Uh, Such I, a great Alec, name. Al or Dick. Dick Wood, no, I think. Dick Wood. Dick Wood has been said, Dick so I'll keep us up one right now. All right, I'll go with Ray Lucas. Yeah. Ah, I've ties it up again. Yeah, so Luke, right, because Myra plays, uh, I think, six games that season. You only so have seven left, by the way. And uh, yeah. one is from last decade. One is a starting is a head coach in the NFL right now. Frank Reich. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, skips Akiva's turn and takes the lead. Akiva yeah, got two that's in a row pretty there. good. I only got that because I just listened to the Colts podcast right before oh. I, we started this. <laughs> I see. There um, you go. You listen to the podcast. You win our games. All right, I'm gonna Glenn drop one. Fo- so one from Glenn one from Foley. Last decade was was also a Vikings quarterback. Glenn Foley. No, strike one for Akiva. Akiva Never started a majority of games. Well, wow. yeah, because Vinny, because Vinny took over line. like week three. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely done. I have no. I don't know anymore. All right, Akiva, you you can win it then with this one. There's one more you mm-hmm. guys should be getting. He's this. He's in this. He's in the last decade. He was. Yeah, but I he truly was a don't Vikings know quarterback. Been. Vikings quarterback. We said that for. I just have no idea who he said. Um, All right, it's going to end in a tie, which is going to be a win for Av. I'll take it. I play for a tie. Hold it. Yeah, a tie would definitely be a win for Av. I agree. All right, you guys, the one, that, the most obvious one I think you missed was Brooks Bowling. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, okay. That's oh my the God, least that's obvious. It's 2005. But then you missed Al Woodall, Bob Davis, Johnny Green, Matt Robinson, and all right, Pat I've never heard of any of those guys. Okay. Yeah, no, they're all late 80s, early 70s, like post, post Namath, pre O'Brien. Okay. All right, so All right. tie game. Good job by both of you. And you're and you're leaving on that really high note, <laughs> right? Well, you got to leave on a high note. Right? I have to say, I'm used to hearing you guys on 2.7 speed, so it's like really weird. Well, so <laughs> it's three thirty. It's three thirty-five a.m. where I am. You want me to speak quickly? No, I'll it's fine. It's just, you know, whatever. You're not you're not going to get up to 2.7, so whatever it is, it's going to sound slow. No. I don't know. I think we can talk pretty <laughs> quickly if we really try it. Then it might be very difficult for you to listen to when you do listen to it. Right, that's going to be messed up. No, that's annoying. All right, see yeah. you, Chester. All right, Chester, keep it real. We're gonna we're gonna let the grown ups talk about the Jets here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. Uh, we got rid of Chester. We got the real Jets fans in the house. Not that Harold's not a real Jets fan. He just is MIA. He's not a fan um, of having a working computer. Yeah. Uh, we have breaking news. So if people have been following the podcast, we've been big fans of uh, Sean Fahey. That's C I A N. Fahey um, on Twitter because he uh, has some crazy quarterback takes like Mitchell Trubisky's the ninth best QB in the league already but I think he just went nuclear uh, so we have to break into the uh, the Jets podcast with this take he says I don't think Bridgewater actually has much value but I wonder if the Jets even explore are you ready? No. Do you know where this is going? The idea of trading <laughs> Donald. How much could you get for him? Okay. I mean, listen, you know, yeah. every, everyone should be available for the right offer, but, you know, if, some, sure. if someone's like, okay, we'll give you yeah. our next three number ones, yeah, we'll do that. Maybe even two. I don't yeah. know, whatever it is, you know, you Absolutely. listen to any offer, but, you know, you don't, I wouldn't say they should explore the possibility. Like, it shouldn't be something that they're looking to do. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been waiting as far as, as long as I remember for, to have a, a rookie quarterback that we're excited about, and... Trade him before yeah, so he I think plays we should trade game. him yeah, and train him. You know, that sounds like something that might <laughs> yeah. happen. 
I didn't. I didn't like the pads he was throwing with like defense with offensive linemen who won't be able to be signed. Right. To the I like CFL how he he frames ways. it as well. The guy that they're going to keep in this situation has no value, according to him. So we're, that's the guy we're going to keep, and we're going to trade the other guy. Now it's you know I, it is a little strange that that Bridgewater has no value, um, because he's looked pretty good. Last time he played, he was pretty good. I get that there's you know he's been off for two years, has been hurt. Uh, and, it was, and it was a really bad injury, but you would think that there would have been more of a market for him than there was, you know. Before. Now I understand that because, like, everyone's coming with their system. He's not in camp. He's not in the preseason with these teams, and he's a free right, agent but... at the end of the year. And I think if they traded him, his cap hit might be decent-sized. I'm not sure. So, like, I get why now. It makes no sense why Bradford got $20 million like $500,000. he got... Right? Um, but... I, I, you know, I guess like the knee concern. People, a lot of people probably thought he was never going to play again. Again, listen, he hasn't taken a single hit. Yeah, listen, right? you know, he hasn't taken a single there's, hit. There's so an who, element of wisdom in the crowds here. You know, 31 teams thought the guy was worth less than $500,000 on a one-year contract. So to for, for to think that right. now he's all of a sudden going to be worth something because he played in a couple of preseason games and didn't die is, you know, a bit extreme. But at the same time, the only thing that was wrong with him was that he was injured. And if he's now no longer injured, then he's worth something. I'm not saying you know they're gonna get a second round pick for him, but I would. And you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't take much less than that because I think it's worth keeping him around for a variety of different reasons. Just because you know we don't know what Darnold's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's gonna be great. Maybe he's gonna be me- mediocre. Maybe he's gonna be horrible. And you know, I think one of the things that is good and makes me hopeful about that the team has finally figured out what they're doing to an extent is that they made a decision to invest heavily in the quarterback position which is the first they haven't done that in a long time and they didn't just say we're going to get Darnold they went and they got another guy who they thought you know on the right set of circumstances he could be valuable and now you have both of them and you know they need to figure out a way to get something out of those two quarterbacks, whether it's Darnold, whether Darnold is a bust, and then you ha- still have Bridgewater around. Like, I don't think that you just get rid of Bridgewater for a fifth-round pick just because, okay, now we have an extra pick in our arsenal. You know, that's not really going to do anything. Yeah. I agree. I don't know that there's an obvious answer. Uh, to me, I think you just have to keep um, you just yeah. keep Bridgewater on the roster, and maybe some. Hello. Maybe something happens. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, wow. Are you here? I am here. Oh, this is very exciting. All right, so let's keep going. I'm back. All right, Harold just joined us. He missed the first Harold, the name really every thrilling trivia questions ever. that ever. Oh, well, they did that on the Simmons podcast like the other day. So maybe I could do yeah. some of them. Yeah, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, let's let's get into it. All right, so we were talking about Bridgewater. What do you think about this take? Sean Fahey, our, our friend who's a uh, verified guy on Twitter, who I don't know what, what he does, but he's got a lot of followers, says uh, the Jets should look into trading Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, I think. Yeah, they should take away his check mark. to be honest, for that take. They should look <laughs> into it. He didn't say they should trade him. He also says Mitch Trubisky is the ninth best QB in the league, so I'm not sure we trust his opinion. Yeah, I'm not sure why people love Mitch Trubisky. Where did that come from? But all of a sudden, people are like all excited about him. But I've never seen anything good out of him. I mean, listen, I John Fox is gone, so I, he can't get much worse like under the new regime. Uh, so my, my take that I was about to drop when you came on, Harold, is that they should roster Bridgewater. They shouldn't trade him unless they get a really good offer, which they're clearly not going to get. Because I think teams are daring them to keep him on the roster, to be honest. I think people are thinking, well, why would they pay for him? And so they are probably going to um, 
they're probably going they're probably going to cut him because why would they pay for a third string quarterback who could you know with incentives or whatever make a lot of money? I think they should call people's bluff. Worst comes worst, you have him on the roster. You have a you have you know. A Wait, the, the problem with that logic is that the only scenario where he hits any incentives is where you actually ended up needing him. So that kind of proves the point of for five million dollars. What's it that he, if he gets on the roster like? You, you take a chance on a guy like that. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when you're going to need someone. Darnold can get hurt. Darnold could suck. You, you know, there's Bridgewater. Darnold might not be ready. You have you let Bridgewater play for a couple games. And, you know, it gives you options. Cutting him, you have no options. I very much agree. I, I mean, all I hear is how much under the cap the Jets are for next year. They're, what, $90 million under the cap or something like that. So what is five million dollars? Who cares? Who cares about this five million dollars? I don't care. I don't care about Woody Johnson or Christopher Johnson's money. I don't care. Just he's a good insurance policy. In the first five six weeks, someone could get injured. Who the heck knows? Call teams bluff. See if someone needs him. I'm not going to trade him for a seventh round pick for no apparent reason. I think they should may as well roster him. How does that hurt them in any way? I don't. I don't get it. I think they should at least roster him. Or if they get a, a you know you know today there was some sort of report that the Seahawks wanted. Uh, Jacoby Brissett for a second rounder. I think it may mm-hmm. have been refuted or whatever it was. Yeah, but there's no way they it's got true, a, but yeah. right. There's no way that's true. But if they got a second rounder, fine, trade him. But until they get something like that, just roster him. What's the worst that will happen? Yeah, uh, I wanted to go back before we started going. We'll, we'll maybe we'll bounce around position by position quickly. I wanted to go back and talk about because uh, we've been talking a lot about head coach confidence and front front office confidence. Uh, my my head coach confidence is about 0.1 out of ten. I don't know. I don't know where you guys are. I tend. He, I think he's a. He reminds me a lot of <laughs> oh, Herm Edwards. He might be like good in the locker room. I guess not even. No, it's not that. He's a former but, DB. But he's he, his game management leaves what to be desired. He might be a good like locker room coach. I don't know, but yeah, the players like him. The players did seem to lobby for him last year uh, when he easily could have been fired. Uh, listen, it's not great going to year two of a regime with a whole new quarterback and pro- a whole new coach and probably uh, new offensive and defensive coordinators. But if we were ever good, I mean, Bowles would like single-handedly make sure that we were not that good. Like he would turn a ten and six team into an eight and eight team just by. I mean, some of the decisions he made last year were so insane that if the Jets were a little better and people actually cared, it would have been like they would have. The New York Post would have like burned down the whole city. The uh, like. You're basically giving up a game at halftime by kneeling on the ball with a minute and a half left in the first half down 10. Just insane things that nobody in the history of the NFL has ever done before. Um, but I wanted to talk more about McCagnan because it looks like if you guys are following who the beat writers think the team is going to cut, it looks like mccagnon has been incredibly um, uh, reticent to cut any draft picks until like the third year that they're in the league. Or, or like probably less so than any other GM. And I think that the other shoe is going to drop now because there's a lot of guys he drafted, in particular with probably the receiver duo of our Darius Stewart and Chad Henson, also Lorenzo Malden, also uh, Sharon Peak, another receiver. Uh, there's like seven or eight guys who, who he drafted who are, who are basically on the chopping block, uh, you know, starting with one guy who's already gone in Hackenberg, who's his biggest whiff. Um, w- would you say that you guys have faith in McCagnon? Do you think that, like, because he's had some major whiffs, the the fifth rounder for Rashad Robinson, who looks like he has no chance of making the team, uh, got into eight different types of legal trouble, and people were yelling about that trade, similar to the Hackenberg move, the second it happened, it said it has a 0% upside. Do you guys think 
that uh, like McCagney knows what he's doing, that he doesn't know what he's doing, because I'm not sure what I think, but I, he makes some questionable moves. I mean, I think my, my personal opinion is actually for the first time in a long time, I think the team's actually in the right direction. Uh, I see sort of what his vision is. I see where he knows he needs to spend next offseason already. Uh, he thinks he has his quarterback. Listen, if Darnold is his quarterback and he's good, McCagney will look very good. It'll be fine. Uh, I think it really all depends on him. Yeah, he's made he's had a bunch of whiffs, and you know you know you mentioned a bunch of those names before, but you know I do think he did a good job. You know everyone was screaming uh, last year about all these guys he cut. Oh, how, they're going to be so terrible. It is what it is, and none of those guys did anything. It's you know they they cut a lot of fat that they should have cut, and everyone was complaining. And and they I think he did a good job last off season. Uh, they're in great shape with the cap. Uh, his drafting might leave what to be desired. I don't disagree with that, but I think he's been doing a good job, you know, getting the Jets out of the cap hell they were in uh, when he came in. So that's something in his favor. The draft, yeah, I, I agree with you. Maybe it's a little questionable. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree. I mean, he's uh, he's middle of the road. Guys, he's not he's yeah, not particularly yeah. impressive. Um, it does seem like people are very excited about this draft class. There's you know, I think four or five guys that. People are just talking about how that they're playing great in practice, playing well in the preseason games, and you know this could be one of those foundational draft classes if if it, if it hits. But we'll see. Yeah, um, give me prediction a prediction for how many games Sam Donald starts, and like just give me his sort of like touchdown interception uh, completion percentage guesses. Start with Harold. I I think he's gonna start the season. I think he's gonna start sixteen games. I mean, barring an injury, obviously, but I think he's gonna start the first game. Uh, and I think he'll, you know, his touchdown to interceptions will leave what to be desired. I think it'll be something like a one-to-one rate. I think it's to be about a one-to-one ratio, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think that's how it's going to be. Not great. What do you think of? I was going to say similar. I think he'll play 16 games. Um, I'm, I If it was up to me, and it's not, surprisingly, but if it was up to me, I would I would wait a little bit to start him. I wouldn't rush it. Um, he, did, like, he came into camp a little bit late, and... You know, going to our earlier point, it's much you know, harder that, to it's much harder to bench him than it is. To oh, you can't bench him. You know that it's it. You know, you start him, then he's the starter, and you have to see what happens. Um, I would say, you know, like there's just like no rush. Like just give him a few weeks. Let him see what like a uh, a game week is like in the NFL. There's no you know there's no reason to like that he needs to start day one. If he starts 13 games, like that's not going to make a difference in the long run. And that also gives you the opportunity to throw Bridgewater out there a few games and to see if you have something there. You know, I just I don't they're not winning anything this season. You know, in the, in the absolute no. best case scenario, you know, maybe they could get to eight or nine wins if everything goes perfectly. But yeah, that's not, even he, that, that would have to be on that. If they get to eight or nine wins, it's purely on him or I guess Bridgewater if for some reason he played like that would be with incredible quarterback play. Yeah, so just like it, there's no reason to push the envelope. Let him sit on the bench for a couple of weeks. Let him go through the his routine. Let him see what a game is like. And when you feel like he's really 100% ready to play, let him go in. That's you know, there's no reason why he needs to be week one just because like everyone's excited to get this going. I very, very, very much agree, but I don't think that's gonna you know I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna happen. But I agree with I agree with you. So yeah, so I think I think he will play 16 games. I would guess you know somewhere something like. Uh, Low 20s, touchdowns, high teens, interceptions would be my prediction. Now, this is a loaded question because there's several units that the Jets could make a pretty strong case for being 32nd out of 32. Which unit in particular, um, I guess we'll start with Av, worries you the most on this team? Um, well, I would say I think their worst unit is probably their running backs, but it doesn't really worry me. 
Oh, that's funny. To me, that's not in the bottom five. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. But <laughs> I was going to say, would, uh, Harold, did you have a different answer? Uh, I, I mean, what worries me, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's the bottom five because there's some bad offensive lines out there, but the yeah. offensive line worries me. Yeah, just because uh, it's more important than it, right. It, than especially with especially with Darnold, you know, you don't want him to turn into David Carr, you know, running for his life for 16 games yeah. and never learns really how to play. Uh, so I'm worried about that. I understand why it is where it is. I think offensive line is actually a good place to go shopping in the off season. Uh, mm-hmm. It's those those type of free agents I've I I find usually work out better than some other positions. So, you know, they could spend a lot of money on the offensive line next year and all of a sudden have a great offensive line. So I'm not concerned in the long term. Now, they term. are already spending a lot of money. It's just not good money. Like, all these guys are highly paid. Carpenter has a lot of money. Long, who they just signed as a big contract. Beecham is making a lot of money. So they, they are spending a lot of money. It's just not, you know, well spent. I think, And I think they're going to spend more this offseason. I think they'll yeah. – I'm not sure who they're going to get rid of. I mean, maybe Carpenter. I'm Beach, they need someone to replace Beecham. I don't think Beecham will be there next year. I know we're going far ahead now. I mean, all five I, all five guys might need to be replaced. Like, th- there's no one who's anywhere close to a uh, roster spot in 2019 on this line. I mean, if they have to replace Spencer Long, that's a big problem because they just signed him in this offseason. So that... Well, they signed him to a deal that I think they get out of after one year if he's not healthy because he's had major health problems. Um, okay. I like I yeah. Um, I think their guards I, are okay. I mean, they're not they're not amazing, but I, uh, the uh, Provo Bofogas hated both of them, like detested both of them last year, and they're not getting younger. Um, but yeah, uh, like listen, Wes Johnson was the worst center in the league. Uh, they signed Travis Swanson, who was the second worst center in the league, but uh, he's the backup. <laughs> if Spencer Long is healthy, then he is a slightly below average center, and that should be okay. The guards aren't good. Brandon Shell is underwhelming, but okay. Uh, Beecham, if he stays healthy, is a totally fine left tackle, but uh, that's been his sort of uh, issue his whole career. Uh, to me, the outside linebacker position is the weakest position on the team. I am fairly certain, I said this on another podcast that will come out either before or after this, uh, a, 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 a team with a strong linebacker core, no, none of their offensive, none of their outside linebackers would have a chance of making that team. So like the Eagles, the Cowboys, uh, n- they don't have a single guy who could make those teams. I, without question, maybe Jordan Jenkins could be like the fifth or sixth guy. Like they, Frankie Louvu is a UDFA who's probably going to make a team. Brandon Copeland UDFA. Like these guys are garbage. Neville Hewitt inside linebacker. Like really, they have one linebacker on the whole team. Avery Williamson. That's an NFL player in my opinion. And they play a three four, which means they need like six. And, you, you, and you don't like Darren Lee. You don't love Darren Lee. Uh, Darren Lee's looking worse and worse. I saw him, yeah, I saw him play good. one play in the preseason game. He got a penalty on special teams. He, it's, it's, he's, he doesn't know how to play football. He's a good athlete. Uh, he's our second best linebacker with that question. What about uh, Martin? Isn't he pretty good? Uh, Josh Martin? He, I mean, he's far from like, – I, I, if, if I had to guess right now, I'm not sure he makes the team. Oh, really? He's a little bit more of a special teams guy too. Oh, I thought he was uh, – I, I mean, these guys are, are all bad. Like Jordan Jenkins has shown a tiny bit of promise. Malden can rush the passer, but again – Far from making the team. Yeah, their linebackers are this very. This linebacker core is a nightmare, and the problem with needing to rebuild the O line and linebackers next year is that's like half of your starters because it's one thing to like we need a running back. Well, that's one player. We need no line. That's like five guys potentially, and linebacker when you play a three four, that's like at least four guys. So luckily they have almost hundred million dollars because they're going to need to spend every penny next year just like just to get league average guys, not even like to bring in superstars. And I think the, it should have a, a nice pick next year as well. So, you know, that, you know, That's true. and throughout and throughout the, the draft. So that should. Yeah, well, not them. in the second th- round, but sure. Not in the second round, obviously. But the second round for them has sucked anyway. So who cares? What do you guys, other than the quarterback position, which I think I would say is the strongest on the team right now, 
what uh, what do you think is the strongest unit on the team, Harold? I think the cornerbacks. I mean, the secondary really in general. Yeah. Uh, they have two. If Morris Claiborne plays like he did last year, Tremaine Johnson, they obviously spent a ton of money on, but he should be good if you know if he does what he did last year. And then Adams and May, of course, those are their, their safety building blocks. So that should be a pretty strong secondary, you would think. That's really the strength of their team. We didn't even mention Buster Screen. Yeah, uh, you know, Screen he's is Jekyll slump. and Hyde, right? Like there yeah. are weeks where he looks like he shouldn't be in the NFL, and then there's weeks where like. Like the stats guys are like, oh yeah, he was the best player on the field. Well, he and then maybe Perry Nickerson, you know, their their draft pick. They just like brought Nickerson. in people, people yeah, people, people like, like him. Nickerson. So I I think their secondary has a chance to be really good, uh, but you know, remains to be seen. But uh, you know, they have young players, you know, with Adams and May, and they both looked good last year. Although May, I don't think Pro Football Focus loved as much no, as they maybe really didn't Jeff like did. him. But he was a rookie. Listen, they loved Adams and everyone. Like if he's healthy, he's going to be better. And I would say Jones and Clark, two more draft picks who. Um, are definitely on the bubble. And Justin Burris, another dra- fourth-round pick, I think, who's, who's seriously on the bubble of making the team. I actually think this is the hardest. Like, if you were just, like, a UDFA trying to, like, randomly get on the Jets, like, this is probably the hard. other than quarterback, this is the hardest spot to make because they do have, like, seven or eight NFL-caliber guys here. And that's not even mentioning Rashad Robinson, who is, you know, worth a fifth-round pick, who is suspended, but I don't I don't think... I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to make the team. team. No, I mean, listen. You, I think you could like put him on the team and then wait a couple weeks because he's suspended. But yeah, I, there's no reason to put him on on the team. Yeah, the safeties are good. D line is is not as great as it once was, right? But they have the two rookies to go with their star player, Leonard Williams. He's the best player on the team right now. Do you agree or no? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, you could say obvious, Adams. Yeah. I'd say Williams and Adams. Like, if you're buying a jersey today, you're probably buying Adams. Just like if your goal is like, who's going to be here for the most of many? No, years? you you buy a Darnold jersey. Obviously. I, I buy oh, the yeah, jersey yeah, that would, will bother yeah, Harold the most. What's that? Any of them? Any good what player? About I have I have an illustrious streak of buying jerseys of players, then then that immediately become bad or get traded or something. What are some of the highlights there? Uh, Brett Favre, uh, Leon Washington. Um, Leon had a nice career. John a- you bought Revis like the year before he got yeah. traded. Yeah, I also bought. I got Revis another I had, Revis. Revis uh, I had for a while, and Revis I'm fine with because I could still wear. Uh, Vilma. I don't think you could wear Revis. I I've spent a lot of time thinking Vilma, about this. It's tough. Uh, John Abraham. All these guys got traded like right after I bought it. Um, yeah, that, you know that's a that's a good sample, but you know, you got the you got the point. That's why I stick with my Curtis Martin jersey. It's always going to be okay. Yeah, Martin, you could always wear Crebet. You could always wear. I, Revis, the, there will be a time where Revis will be a cool throwback. He'll be like in the Hall of Fame as a Jet, but I think right now it's a little. I think weird. it's fine. He was on a different team last year. Nah, they just um, had that whole little ceremony for him. I think it's fine. Yeah, that was embarrassing for all parts. And I agree, but it, no, it's fine. Okay, uh, we didn't talk about the receivers. Let's talk about the receivers. I actually kind of like the receiving core. I know a lot of people would rank this near the bottom of the league. Uh, right, Anunua was really good in 2016. We don't know if he's gonna get back there, but he was a, he was a NFL caliber starter. Uh, you know, in that you're you know you're getting basically for free, and he can block. Um, yeah, there's a uh, curse played re- curse played really well last year. Uh, uh, Robbie Anderson, I, there's still a good chance he's gonna be suspended. It's weird that like it still hasn't happened, but Robbie Anderson is is like an actual good player in the NFL. And uh, and Terrell Pryor, like as a fourth receiver, that's not terrible, right? They don't have any like obvious number one receivers, but I think they have a bunch of you know two to threes. Two to threes. Yeah, uh, that you know you know you know Robbie Anderson, he had he had flashes last year. He was really really good, and Anunua 
two years ago also looked really good for a lot, large parts of the season and prior two years ago looked really good. So, you know, in this best case scenario, which I've mentioned where they could win nine games, like all these guys turn out to be great. Uh, is it is it likely? No, it's not likely. But is it possible? I, I could see it. I don't think it's nearly as bad as, you know, people are making it out to be. You know, uh, Bill Barnwell had, you know, the Jets weapons listed as a 32nd and basically he said by far a 32nd. And I think he's underselling the receiving court uh, a little bit at least. I'm not saying they're like the best, you know, weapons in the league, but, you know, they're they're not the worst, I don't think. If you have, I don't want to go game by game because this team's not good enough to warrant that. Agreed. <laughs> but what 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 do you think um... – the record will be at the end of the year. And if you want to go, like, which games you think they're going to win, you could say that. Without looking at the schedule, I would say 6-10. and ten. Mm-hmm. That's, It feels like a 6-10 and ten team to me, maybe 7-9. and nine. Yeah. All right, we could rip through it. So they open in Detroit, I think because of Taylor Swift, they have to play on that Monday night game. No one's going to be happy with that. Um, I guess you get the, a rookie quarterback. There's some, there's some interest. They're not going to win that game. Hosting Miami. We just end the season if they lose that game if they're on one, right? I think. I mean, I think they should beat Miami at home. Miami's yeah. not that good. They go to Cleveland a few days later, so they have three games in ten days, which is not amazing. Yeah, to start Listen, the season. Donald's I guess. a young guy. People are like, "How's he going to do three games in ten days?" Well, he's like a young guy who likes to freelance a little bit anyway. He'll be fine. I mean, they could win. Could they win two out of those first three? Yeah, I guess they could. And then yeah. you know, then, who knows. They lose in Jacksonville. They play Denver at home. Let's say they win that. I mean, it's a little soft early because then they host Indy. What if they're four and two? They lose the Vikings. Let's say they split Chicago and Miami. If we're being like really generous, and they're five and four, they beat the Bills. They go into the bye six and four. See, we're getting very optimistic. They lose the Patriots. They split in Tennessee and Buffalo, and then they're uh, they're seven and six, and then they lose to the Texans, Packers, and there you go, seven nine. Seven That's nine. what I was going to say. Not possible. Yeah, seven nine. Go. I think that's their ceiling, though. I think we just went through like best case. Uh, they could they could get to they could get to eight or nine yeah, if everything really lines up. But yeah, I mean, I I think seven is the is a realistic ceiling, and you know, it could be three or four if things go the wrong way. I don't I don't think this is going to be like a one or two Listen, one team. I think they have enough talent that, particularly on defense, that they're going to stay in games. Uh, they stayed in games a lot last year, and we're not relying on one player really because even if God forbid Darnold gets hurt, like we have as long as we don't cut that before the season starts. <laughs> We don't have enough good right. We don't have enough good players to worry about someone get like the offensive line in theory could completely collapse and like our backups like we already lost our backup right, tackle. So that's the nightmare that's the one scenario. Place right. that, the, the nightmare scenario is like we're starting. Do you remember the the Jets Chargers game where we started? What was the what was the mangled look like? And like we just couldn't even we could not even snap the ball because the the backup yeah, set was so bad. Yeah, I forget what his guy's name is, but yeah, that, that, that's the I mean basically scenario. like that's that's the nightmare scenario where you're playing guys who shouldn't be near the NFL uh, at linemen, which we're basically there. We're almost there at this point. Any more injuries, we'll be there. Um, and you know it's you know it's annoying. We're good at the positions that like there's twelve guys. Like Georgia Loka gets cut. Eric Reed's on the waiver. Like if you need a safety, it was so easy to get a safety. Uh, Brashad, uh, Brashad Breland is like a good corner still out there. Like the positions that we need are the positions where there's no like there's no good offensive lineman just waiting to get signed and like no, holding and, out. And, the, and there won't be, so. No, like Hankins, the guy from the Giants last year, like if you needed a D-tackle, he's there. But like that, those are literally the positions we need are we don't need are the guys available and the ones we do need. Like there aren't good receivers or old linemen obviously walking around. Um, 
Yeah, I think this is the year, but like 2019's got to be the year. I think this is the year before like the special thing happens. But like, do we root for five and eleven? Bowles getting fired, maybe McCagnan keeping his job and getting to hire another coach. But like, especially if Donald shows flashes, I just can't. I like, what if we go six and ten and they keep Bowles? Like, this is so really- I think I think that Bowles is not in the long term plans. This has been my theory for six months now or so that the reason they gave him an extension and didn't go outside the organization is that they expect Bates to be the head coach of the team one day and Bowles will be around for another year maybe two and then whenever they think Jeremy Bates is ready to take over he's going to be the, the next head coach of the Jets that's that's been my theory now for a while we'll see if I end up being right uh, but I, I just don't think they were going to go and bring in someone new when they think that they have their guy yeah I don't know. Does it make you nervous that Jeremy Bates was, like, hiking the Oregon Trail for five years? I don't know that much about him. I just know that every time you hear— Isn't it bad? Like, if you were such a good mind, like, it's the Mike Lombardi thing. Like, if he knew anything, he'd be in on, in a front office somewhere and not, like, doing a crappy podcast for Bill Simmons. Uh, like, if Bates was so great, like, Nick Saban would have had him in, you know, in camp. Or, like, he just wasn't doing anything. And he claims it's because of him, but, like, was he turning down million-dollar-year offensive coordinator jobs at, at high-level college or the pros? I doubt it. I don't know, but listen, if he develops Darnold, then, you know, <laughs> it will look good. And what, I mean, what can I, what am I basing this on? I'm basing this on the preseason. And his playbook in preseason should be pretty vanilla. So there's no way to really tell how he's going to be. No, I'm not, I'm not unimpressed with anything he's done so far, obviously. I'm. It's just like, you know, it, the ability to hire um, assistance is a big part of being a coach. And Bowles has done a really poor job of that. And it's also hard when everyone's on a one or two year deal because you don't want to go, you don't want to get an OC job and then have the coach lose, which generally means that you get fired too. You want to go in with a new coach or, or a Belichick type established coach. So it's very hard for him to track talent. And for whatever reason, he's been very poor. And listen, the guy we had last year's offensive coordinator, I don't think he's in football, Morton, who did a no, good job for so. a few weeks in the Philadelphia. So, like, that's a sign, right? Similar to what you were saying before, like the guys the Jets jettison, no pun intended, aren't in the league. Like that's a really good sign that you know you you sold high on them, right? Oh yeah, so. that's for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, they're 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 actually assistant coaches have been pretty poor for I think basically yeah. the whole Bulls tenure. The whole Bulls uh, tenure, he hired he a lot of guys got overhired, meaning like they were assistant whatevers who who became position coaches or position coaches who became coordinators, like. It's it's been an issue the whole time. The staff, which we mentioned beforehand, uh, we mentioned like basically like when he started, um, was a disaster. It's been a disaster. All right, it's time to wrap it up. This is a, a late night podcast for us. We could go on for ten hours about the Jets, um, but we're not going to because they're going to be bad. Um, yeah, I so seven and nine. That's their ceiling. Basement is uh, third pick in the draft again. They, well, they didn't really get the third pick. Anything else, guys? Year, but yeah, same. We get it. Um, no, I'm uh, I'm excited about the season. You know, I, I don't think they're going to be very good. I've never been this excited to watch preseason. Yeah. that's for sure. Like it's exciting to see. For Dawn. sure, that's cool. Thursday week one night will was be very right. cool. The possibilities are endless. Must see for me. Must see TV. The possibilities for week one in the, against Detroit are endless. Darnold could come out and throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and we'll be dancing in the street, and he'll be the new, you know. I'm Brownie Nagel. I don't know, Peyton Manning. But um, it, it's exciting to have a new quarterback. You never felt this way with Sanchez, right? Even though we thought he would be good, we you, we never thought, like, his ceiling was never Yeah, this. I mean, I think that's a bit of revisionist history. 
because I do I remember so. that his first season, those first few games, people, you know, not before the season, but those first few games in, in his first season, people were like, wait a second, we yeah. might have something here. And then, yeah. obviously, they had, I think he had that Bills game where he threw like five interceptions. Yeah. Uh, and they lost. He also was in- going behind like one of the best offensive linemen's, lines of the century. Yeah, but listen, he, I don't think a, he was ever what Darnold was. I mean, Darnold's a guy that, you know, these the scouts and, you know, the the draft people have been talking about for two years was like the next guy. As going as, like, he was like, obviously, yeah. the con- like Sanchez went four, but he, he could have gone. He like fell in our laps. You know, maybe Baker Mayfield will be better. Who knows? But, you know, thanks to the Cleveland Browns, thanks to uh, Bob Gettleman and his imaginary typewriter, we got the guy who everyone said for two years was the next <laughs> stud quarterback. So. Let's. Uh, I'm excited to see it, and hopefully it'll. Uh, yeah. You know, if he just is a good NFL quarterback for like eight years, I would sign for that right now because we've never had that. You know what sucks though? It's like, what if he was Matthew I Stafford? Be, I feel I like we're thrilled be with the that. Moon. Like the Lions never oh. make the playoffs with Matthew I would Stafford. Be thrilled with guys. that. Like you know what I mean? It like we we just got a quarterback when everyone had a quarterback. It would be like, like you're 15, you're like, oh, I would murder a hobo to like have a girlfriend and then you're 25 and you have a girlfriend it's like oh yeah everyone has a girlfriend like it was only cool then now it's like everyone has one um great analogy akiva uh <laughs> I, I but you know what i mean like there's 25 teams that are like set at quarterback so like darn needs to be special for it to matter like there's andrew luck there's matthew stafford anyone outside that top five or six like their teams can frequently miss the playoffs so, yeah but i think know, they have want... but like i said i think this is the first time in a while that i see a plan coming together. Whether McCagnan can execute it correctly, that remains to be seen. But, you know, he has a ton of cap space. Uh, he has what he believes and what a lot of the Jets fans and what I hope uh, is, the, is the franchise cornerstone. And it's just a matter of developing Darnold and now making the right decisions in free agency next year. And next thing you know, you know, you can, they can be a contender. You know, Brady's not going to be around forever. Uh, the division, you know, could be ripe for the taking in a year or two. Who knows? I mean... You know, I, I see how this could happen and how the Jets could be successful for the next couple of years. Will it happen? I've been a Jets fan for a long time, so I probably not. But I see how it could all come together and maybe, you know, have one of these uh, nice runs that so many other teams have. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, hopefully you just will be in the Super Bowl this year and we'll record a podcast live from outside the stadium before we walk in. Uh, but if not, then I'll speak to you guys about the Jets next <laughs> August. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the Jets will have Khalil Mack uh, rushing the passer. They'll have, you know, five new highly priced offensive linemen because they could afford him. By the way, if they can trade for Khalil Mack, they definitely should. That's obvious, well, what, right? That goes would without you trade saying. A, a, what would you trade? Obviously, you wouldn't trade a first-round pick because that could be a really good pick. I don't know I a first-round pick, but yeah, so I don't then, think it, I, I don't think don't it takes a, a first-round pick. So a second a in 2020, that's basically what you'd have to give them, I think. Yeah, i do it. Yeah. If Khalil Mack's really contract. good. If you signed the contract, I'm fine with that. I'm not doing one-year Khalil Mack for any pick. I mean, no, like certainly not. Pick. Certainly not for this year, but... No, well, uh, like, why would they, that be us? Yeah, we're not We're not one player away. Right, but I, I think this is, you know, they send I think, the second-round pick I think pick the, the, the logic there, normally I'd say you're wrong. The logic there is, like, there's only, like, six of those guys in the league, and they're so hard to find, and you just, if you don't sign Mac, like, you just won't find one. Like, you could draft eight of them, and it's very possible, like, zero out of eight will turn out. So I hear, I, I definitely hear the logic there. Correct. And it's not for, it's not for this year. It's for the future. It's, you sign him to a contract. You say, you say, whatever you want, Khalil, go ahead. We'll give it to you. Yeah. 
and we have a lot of money, so who cares? And you you can't get those guys in the open market. Harold, you're a, you're a terrible negotiator. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But for a guy like Khalil Mack, I'm not going to be a good negotiator. It is what it is. All righty, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you. Change my mind when I fell for you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.